Is this fun? Guys, this is my first time talking to adults on a Sunday morning. So bear with me, all right? I love you all so much. I, I'm actually not as nervous because this is family right here. Um, but first, I just want to pray because I need Jesus. Lord, I just love you so much. We love you. I thank you for this community, for this family that you've given me, Lord. And I just pray that today, Lord, um, you will be um, speaking through me and that your voice will touch their hearts, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, um, so first I just wanted to share with you, today basically what we're going to talk about is children, okay, um, and I'm going to share with you a little bit of how children became a passion to me, and I am just hoping to cast a vision, okay, um, and just, we all come from different backgrounds, we all, you know, met the Lord at different stages of our lives, some of us started when we were very little, um, so I just want to make it clear what we're trying to do here at Hilltop with our children and how precious and important they are in the sight of the Lord and how we are to steward them well as a community, okay, and how they have so much to teach us. I know that's a lot to cover, but I'm hoping <laughs> I will do it. Um, so I just wanted to share first my testimony of how I love kids, and it started probably when I was three to four years old. I laid all my dolls in my mom's couch, and I taught them. And I told them it was going to be face painting them, face painting day. So I got a permanent marker, and I did it. We don't do face painting downstairs, um, not with permanent markers, at least. But it started right there. And the reason I'm telling you this is, I'll develop on it. But pay attention to those dreams that started when you were a little kid. You know, God puts things in children. You were a kid once. And he's like, listen, this is where your song is. Okay? That's where my song got, was, you know, or is, basically. Um, so, grew up, loved children. I've always been like a magnet to them. I don't know. It's something about them. I'm just like drawn to every single time. There, there could be all my friends. If a kid says... Bella, I'll be like, what? Somebody called me. So it's just like a magnet. Um, and, uh, you know, helped my parents. We had a home group, and there were kids there. Um, I helped at my church back in Brazil. That's where I'm from. Um, and my love for kids just started growing and growing until I turned 18 and started teaching English as a second lang language in Brazil. It was awesome. Um, but then moved to America because I got married. By the way, my husband is right there. Noah McDonald. Baby, stand up. Come on. Yes. So he went down there. We have a beautiful story. Comes to the couples, and maybe we can sit and talk about it. Um, but anyhow, came to America and couldn't teach anymore um, because I didn't have a college degree. So... Why am I telling you all of this? Just so you know a little bit of my background and, you know, how God puts dreams in our hearts. So just bear with me. Um, so came to America and couldn't go to school um, yet because we were newlywed, didn't have money. I didn't even know how to start school when I first got here. So my in-laws, now it's your turn, <laughs> Kathy and Gary McDonald. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyhow, 
Well, you know them, right? If you don't know them, you should get to know them. They're amazing, and they just sponsored me. They were like, Bella, we'll cover your books. We'll cover the class that you need. So then I started working, um, you know, working on my class, found a job through school to work at a preschool, and was an aide there. Any preschool teachers here? Raise your hand. I know, Ruthie. Well, that's it? Okay, Ruthie. Woohoo! Yes. Um, so I was in this preschool, and things were going great. I was just super excited because I was finally working with kids again. Um, it was really hard for me not being with kids when I first got here. And the problem, it, a problem came up. Um, I couldn't continue to teach because as an aide, I would become a teacher. But then the person in charge of the, of the daycare promoted someone else who wasn't very passionate about children as I was. So my heart broke, right? Um, and maybe some of us have been there where you're like, okay, it's going to happen now. And I'm going to school, I'm working with kids, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to, you know, fulfill my desire. And it didn't happen that way. Um, and I remember very clearly the day that I told God I was done. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I know I love kids, but, you know, it's just not working out. I'm just not supposed to do this. And it was about a weekend. Um, it's, I to cry a little bit, but um, it was about... And during the weekend, and Noah was away, he went to his parents, and I was just like crying. I said, you know, God, why, why, why do I even have this dream? Why do I even have this desire in my heart if I can't even use it? Um, and my mother-in-law, who has no clue of what's going on inside of me at this point, sends me an email with no subject, and it's just a link. I'm like, okay, well, Kathy usually has things to say, even if it's just a link. And I clicked on it. And in this thing, this, this link was a woman. Her name is Mrs. Hibbard. And she's talking about education. And the words that she's saying are, education done the same way it will be done the day Jesus rules on earth. So I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. It's not education as it is today. It's the, it, the way education will be. I mean, the way it will be when Jesus rules on earth. So I'm like, it's education for the kingdom. And she's saying, you know, to train them up to be like Daniels and touch all the spheres of society. And all of these words are hitting me like a wave. And I'm like, okay, God, are you trying to tell me something here? Are you trying to show me that I'm not done, that you're not done with me? And it was like, I just realized that, God had just then given me a vision for the next generation. I was like, this is what I was made for. I was made to teach the next generation about Christ and teach them who they are in Christ so they can touch all the spheres of society and bring glory to Jesus so his kingdom will come. One of the things that she said, and this, this woman is, um, she works for the Daniel Academy down in Kansas City. It's a, it's a school um, and that's exactly what they do. They train children to touch all the spheres of society. And um, it's just amazing. I, I had a chance to go there with Gary. As soon as I had this moment with the Lord, I told my in-laws. And um, Gary, Kathy and Gary were like, Bella, we'll take you there. 
And, and so we went down there, and just, we get in this room. The kids have assembly every morning. They all gather in prayer for, like, 40 minutes. And they all prayed for us. They all laid hands and prophesied over us. And I was like, this is heaven. Like, this is exactly what I, this is exactly what God put in my heart. This is exactly what needs to happen everywhere with every child under our, our care. Um, so it was really eye-opening for me. And um, anyhow, that's how everything started. Um, I did quit that job because I was like, I'm not going to be an aide. I'm just going to work now. I, I had that dream, but I was like, I feel like it's time to move away. So I worked at the restaurant business for about four years. Um, it was great because I met Jackie. Um, and Jackie is my, you know, my left arm. And how do you say it? Is it my left? My right arm. That's right. <laughs> my right arm in Kids Church and leading the little saints, we, which are the little ones. Um, so there was even a purpose for that. I learned you know, there was a lot of character building in there. But then it was time to move on. And when I moved on, um, I felt the Lord calling me, Bella, it's time to step out. It's time, it's time to go back, quit the restaurant and go back to children. And so I talked to Crystal, who at the time was doing children's ministry at our church, and I said, hey, I want to partner with you, and I want to do it with you. I want to lead with you. And she said, Bella, you know what? I've actually been praying because I, I feel like it's time for me to move on. So then I was handed kids church, and I was like, this is so fun, you know, it was, it was so exciting, looking for a curriculum, uh, looking for, you know, how, what is this going to look like, how am I going to implement all these things that God has put in my heart, um, you know, the way, the way that God brought even, even the curriculum that we use was so amazing, because it was a, a lady that came to our church, and she, her name is Monica, Monica McKinn, and she's like, Bella, you need to take a look at this curriculum, and it's basically meat, right? Some of us are used to, you know, children's ministry being David and Goliath and, um, you know, the Noah's Ark, all of those things. And this curriculum is basically hearing God's voice, you know, interpreting visions and dreams, all of those amazing things that we learn as adults, right? We, we, we struggle to understand the Trinity. They are learning the Trinity. They know, they know that the Holy Spirit is, is Jesus and the Father. It's all three in one. It's every, you know? Anyhow, having trouble with my words here. Um, but, so it's, it's meat. Children downstairs, they're really learning, like, substantial spiritual things. Um, so, Based on that, I just wanted to share a couple of things with you about what children's ministry is and just so to clarify what it isn't, okay, a few misconceptions that we might have um, about what working with children is like. Um, some people think that children with, uh, working with children is a place where parents send their kids so they don't disrupt service, right? That's a misconception, right? Um, Sure, it helps to be with adults and not having, you know, children cry or something, but it's not the purpose of children's ministry. Um, it is not a place for, it's not free babysitting, you know. Some churches do offer babysitting, like, we don't offer babysitting. That term actually 
pisses me off a little bit. <laughs> um, it is not the one and only place children learn. I mean, I am a babysitter. I'm a professional babysitter, okay? I've babysat a few babies in this church, and parents can say I'm amazing, but on Sundays, I don't babysit. I don't. I train them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, it is not the only place where children learn about God. You know, if, if Sunday is the only place where our children are going to get input about God, right, Gabe? Yes. It's not going to work. You know, we need parents. We need families. We need to pray for families. We need to get parents involved. Um, you know, parents need to train their children at home, too. Um, it is not a place where children sit at all times and get bored. We do a lot of fun things. But it's not, the, it's not also a place where they run wild. Um, sometimes we run wild, though. <laughs> I run wild. I do. Um, it is not the most draining place to serve. You know, I've had so many people come and go and say, oh, it just makes me so tired, you know. And I'm like, sure, they're children, they're high energy, but it's like life-giving. You know, if your heart, if your eyes can really see past their high energiness, you will see how life-giving they are, okay? Um, children are not a separate aspect of church. They are the church, okay? I know we have two separate services because develop, developmentally, it's good for them to have something tailored for them, but they are part of church, Okay? Um, it is not a place where children get entertained. I tried that. It doesn't work because the Holy Spirit, it's like not... Although he's really entertaining when he hits, right? It's fun. But I'm saying it's not like, okay, let's watch a movie. Okay, let's play this game. And it, there's games, but it's like not a place to be entertained. Okay, does that make sense to you? Okay. I love this participation. It's so great. Um, another one, and I loved, I, I added this one last night. It's not a place for only women. All right. My, my handsome husband helps me. He helps me in kids' church. And we don't have that. Okay. Noah, I am, Bennett, Brian, Joncho, like all the men. I think I'm missing someone. Mm. <laughs> hey, he called it. I didn't call it. All right. No. no. Anyhow, um, if you were all kids, I would just draw you closer to me so you'd focus. You know. <laughs> um, all these wonderful men—they come down and they teach our kids. And I kid you not, like Noah the other day, he was teaching the kids, and they were like. He was pointing at a computer screen, and they were like, I was like, oh, man, you know, fathers, fathers, right? I am carrying little kids on his back and jumping with them. I mean, we need men. It's not just a place for women. Okay. How am I doing in time? Are you sure? Okay. Um, this is, these are the misconceptions. Now, I want to just go with you of what the Bible says that what children's ministry is. And, of course, we're going to start with Jesus. 
because Jesus was so controversial in his time. Did you know that? Um, did you know it was because of Jesus that schools actually ha happened today? The teaching of children in education started in the church. Okay, for everyone at least. Uh, Maria Montessori was this awesome Christian lady as well. That's in, you know, England, I think. Oh, Italy. And she was, she was Catholic, and she was like, I'm going to take all the feeble, at the time they called feeble-minded kids, or the ones that have a hard time learning, or, you know, and I'm going to gather them with me, and I'm going to teach them. She was like a church woman. It happened at her church. Okay? Um, why am I saying this? Because Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Right? He said, um, it's Luke 18, 15. Then they also brought infants to him that he might touch them. But then the disciples say, hey, the disciples said, I'm just going to read it. But then when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for such is the kingdom of God. So he welcomed them, he blessed them, he included them. Okay, education started inside of the church, and that's, that's amazing to me. I'm just going to move on from here. Um, what scripture says also in Matthew 3, 18, 3 is, oh, let's go back. Sorry, guys, I should have just written them in a piece of paper instead of posting my Bible. It's where grown-ups learn what heaven is like, right? For I say to you, unless you are converted and become as, a, as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. If we don't become like children, I don't know, some of you might be, you know, doers. Some of you might need to watch. If you want to learn what heaven is like, you look at children, I don't believe there will be adults, grown-ups in heaven. I, I mean, in, I don't. That's what it says. Thank you, John. You know? <laughs> Come on, man. We need to be like children. They have so much to teach us. It's where grown-ups can learn the upside-down kingdom of heaven. Amen. So Jesus continues, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child, little child, is the greatest in the, in the kingdom of heaven. Whomever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. We receive ch children. We receive who? Himself. Okay? I mean, I, I don't understand when people say, I can't do kids. They're so tiring. If they knew that Christ is in them just because they are children. We would, we would want to be around kids all the time. I mean, I do all the time. I'm like, oh, I wish they were up here. I actually wanted to bring them upstairs with me. Bethany was like, I think they need to be down. Also. Um, Bible says that Children, what is children's ministry? It's where we can serve Jesus and the Father first. And, and Mark just says, um, Jesus says it a little bit differently. It says, whomever receives one of these little children in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, 
but him who sent me. So, okay, we get Jesus, but we also get who? Father. The Father. I love children. <laughs> it is where God reveals his face. Okay, blessed are the pure in heart. A child is pure. They will tell you the truth through your face, whether you like it or not. They see God. And you can see God too through them. Um, where there's so much strength from God for us all. Are you ready for this? This is going to blow your mind. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Out of the mouth of who? Babes. Gabes. Babes. Gabe is right there. He actually leads prayer with us on Fridays. Anna and I are starting a prayer set, and Gabe leads with us, and he's at it, man. It's at it, and we feel the presence of God. It's amazing. And I will never forget, I went to this conference once, and... They were, it was Lisa, Be Lisa Bevere was preaching. And I just, I don't know, she started praying. It, was, it felt a little apathetic, you know. And, and then she started praying for healing and, and things. And a little kid screeched out of the bed. Like, it was, IHOP is, it was at IHOP. IHOP is a really big, have a really big space. The kid screamed for the, at the top of his or her lungs immediately. Shut up, blah, blah, blah. it was crazy. Like people receiving healing. Guys, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. The Lord has ordained strength through the mouth of children. Um, um, where there's always perfect worship. Jesus was actually quoting um, Psalm 21, but then he said, This is a great story. It's a great story. Um, goes like this. So he had just, just cleaned up the temple, right? He did it really nicely. He's just like, out of here, everybody. You know, this is a house of prayer. This is not where you sell stuff. So this is the context in which it, it happens. But, the, but when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Don't you love children? Jesus is like throwing tables and kids are like, yeah, Jesus, yeah, Jesus. But the scribes were indignant and said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never heard? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. I mean, guys, a children singing to the Lord is the most powerful thing you will ever be able to experience. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what is ministering to children? A commandment. Deuteronomy 11, 18 through 20. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the walk, when you lie down, when you rise up, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your door gates. Right? And, and he goes on to say, 
that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers get to give them. So we teach them so we can keep the promises. So God's promises will, will not pass our time. Okay? The Israelites, many times they dropped the ball. They dropped the ball. Right? And then God couldn't, couldn't complete what he had I mean, he did through other generations, but in, for that generation, I mean, I don't, want the, I don't want the things that God has for my generation, for us, to pass. I don't. I'm going to teach my children. We are going to teach our children. All of us. Right? So it's a commandment. Ministering to children is a commandment. Okay? Jesus said the priority. The first thing. Okay, so that's uh, John 21, 15 through 16. Jesus said to, to Peter, Peter, after he had resurrected, do you love me? Remember those three, do you love me? Yeah. You know what the first thing he said? Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. And then he said, do you love me? And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Who's the priority? Who's the priority? If we don't teach them, if we don't teach our posterity, if we don't teach our inheritance, they will grow up to, to not know the Lord. Parents, I charge you, teach your children about the Lord. If you don't know, ask. Ask the Lord for wisdom. Okay? okay. Um, what the Bible doesn't say is that children are separate. It doesn't say anything about children being separate. And then thou shalt teach the children outside of the camp. <laughs> no. 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 What are we trying to do here? At, how am I doing with time? How much time do I have? <laughs> Michelle will tell me to my face. <laughs> you go more than a half. You don't have to take you off the stage. Yeah, you got like 35 minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Okay, let's drink some water since we have time. <laughs> Are you guys doing good? Yeah. Okay. Am I boring you? No. You're so kind to me. So kind to me. Okay. Um, what is Hilltop Kids? Are you ready? Yes. We believe... Children are not the church of tomorrow. They are the church of today. They are the teachers, the prophets. They are. And I will show you biblically how they are. They are not to be trained, equipped, just like any... Oh, they are, sorry. They are to be trained and equipped just like any other disciple of Jesus Christ. Okay, you think, you, think, you think that, you know, only your buddy that's your same age needs to be taught about God? No. I work with a four-year-old. I'm not going to say his name because, you know. I am the only Jesus source he has at the moment. The only person that could teach him the truth. I asked his mommy for permission and she allowed me. Um... But I told him about the Lord when he was three years old. He's now four going on five. Things I've taught him once about how God made the first human beings. About how 
they were deceived by the enemy. He remembers. Yesterday we went apple picking and he, and we talked about God talking to him and all those things. And he said to this lady, he said, you know, God was the person who made the first human beings. And you know what he said next? He's four. I hear God. He's telling me, yes, yes, he, he made the first human beings. The other day, we were in the playground, and he was on the balance beam. And we were having a rough day. He didn't sleep that day, so he was having a rough day. And it's funny, when he has the, rough, the, mo- the roughest days, he's just so in tune with the Lord. Because he's like walking on the balance beam, and he's like, Bella, Jesus is the balance beam, and he's leading me to you. And I'm like, okay, okay, amen, Lord. All of this to say, got to start them young. We do this thing with our little babies. I was going to bring them up and do it with you. But it would just be too hard for them to transition. We teach them apostolic prayers. We teach them to get in their prayer caves and pray, Strengthen me with my, through your Holy Spirit, in my inner men. We pray those things. Pour out your spirit on your sons and your daughters. That they may prophesy and see visions. Start them young. We train them. Okay, we train them. It's so fun. I wish you could all be there. It's so fun. Um, Though they are young, they're fully capable of operating the kingdom of God. Fully. To release healing. To release word of knowledge. Okay to exhort, okay? Biblically, Samuel, a kid was, the kid was probably three to five years old, heard the Lord. And it, it's not like just this little kid story, and then, yes, Lord. Because if you continue to read, the Lord is charging him. You're going to be the prophet to the nation of Israel. And you're going to tell him all that they've been doing wrong. Basically, and this kid is little. I mean, come on. David, you know, young little boy fighting lions. Little boy, little boy. Love college kids. But guys, you know, there's before you too. There is before you. That generation needs input too. You are it. Okay? You are the ones that need to give input to this generation. We're going to get you revivalists. Um, I won't take too long because I'm almost done here. Josiah. King Josiah is my favorite story. You know, he was the youngest king, right? He was eight years old when he um, became king of Israel. His father was reckless. My goodness, you read the story. His father was like building all these altars and worshiping all these demons. Do you want to know what he did when he became king? He was eight years old. He took down everything. You know... This is when, when he became king, okay? Six, eight years after, he was the one who basically established revival. He was like, he found the word of God, right? They brought the word of God because he had been lost for so many years. He tore his clothes. He's like, let's read this book. Let's read the entire book through the entire nation. Everybody needs to hear this. He was eight years old. I mean, 16 when that happened because it was eight years later. Uh, and that's 2 Chronicles 34.3, if you want to check the story out. Um, Jesus himself, 
12 years old teaching the scribes. I mean, I know it's Jesus, but still, it's a 12-year-old Jesus, okay? They have so much potential, so much potential, and we need to see it. We need to train them. We need to give them a chance, okay? I was so convicted when I was preparing for this because I was like, sometimes... Sometimes we try to box them up and say, okay, they can only do this because then they would do it right. It's okay if it's not perfect. It's okay if it looks a little messy, if they don't remember all the words. Let's include them. Let's allow them to minister, okay? And this is what we're trying to do downstairs. Um, the way that we do children's ministry, um, the way that we do this, just before, the vision is basically this that they will know Christ, that they will love him by keeping his words. And in this way, display Christ wherever they are, right? Bearing much fruit and hastening the day of the Lord, right? We want Jesus to come back. This is the reason we do everything we do, because we want as many people to know the Lord so he will rule, right? This is me fast-forwarding a little too much, but how do we do this? By modeling Christ, Every kid's church person is abiding in Christ. If they're not, we will make sure they are. Okay? It's abiding in him that we bear much fruit. Um, we teach them to write God's words in their hearts. Just like we did today, we, we, sing, we sang a song. We do that every week. They love it. I love it. I have them all memorized. <laughs> Love it. Um, by giving them practical tools. So like I said, what we teach them is how to hear God, how to abide in God, how to interpret dreams and visions. You know, how to define when do I really hear God? What is it like to hear God? Some of us have to learn still how to hear God. Come on, come on down. We'll all learn together. Right? How to share the gospel. We have a, a thing called the Great Commission. It's like, I think 12 weeks, every Sunday we talk about sharing Jesus, how to share Jesus, how to walk in signs and wonders and pray for people. John, I love you, dude. Come on. It's encouraging. Could be preaching. (laughs) Anyhow, um, how to be of the light, not of darkness. Yes, guys, children need to know that certain things are sin. And that they have sin in their heart that they need to deal with. You know, just like everyone else. We all have sin that we need to deal with in our hearts. But we're talking about those things. Okay? We're teaching them. We're equipping them. Okay? Um, another way we do all of this is by allowing time for the Holy Spirit to move through altar calls. We do altar calls at the end of our lessons. We all get in our prayer caves. It looks different every time. But sometimes we'll pray for one another. We will hear God for words of knowledge. I can't wait to bring this up here, to be honest with you. This, is, this has been in my heart to um, let you be touched by children. If you don't come down, of course. If you come down, that's a different story. Um, we do all of this while keeping a light, childlike environment with lots of games, lots of fun, you know, goofing off. The best is when we goof off with Jesus. I will never forget this one day. I was like, there was so much joy down there. We were all goofing off. And kids were like, Bella, Jesus is here. I'm like, yes, he is. And he's just being crazy with us. I'm like, yeah, yeah. 
Jesus goofs off, goofs off with us. He does. Um, and we also had a healthy pinch of order. Yes, 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 we do, we do, we do. So, five more minutes, I'm going to time it, time me, Michelle, time me. Um, you, friends, I love you so much. Um, and I'm, the only reason I'm sharing all of this is, is hoping that you will understand how precious it is to be with kids. And I can't make you be with us, right? I can't do that. It's something that needs to start in your hearts. So while I'm talking to you and sharing my heart, if there's something inside of you that's like, ooh, I think I, I, think I wanna learn. I wanna learn. I think I wanna pour out. I think I have something to give. I have something to show. I think I want to see what this is like. If there's anything inside of you, you come talk to me after service, okay? I know we only had Abram and Jose here, but I don't know, it's on and off. I think we're shifting services, so families are also getting used to going back to school, so it's a little bit complicated, but some Sundays we have up to 25 children down there. It's a much smaller room than this, and they're all running around, right? I mean, there's order. I told you there is order. But, you know. It's a pinch. We need help, okay? I'm always asking for help. Um, and it's not just that we are looking for people to fill holes. No. We don't need hole fillers. We need perfect puzzle pieces. Does that make sense? Perfect puzzle pieces whom the Lord is calling you know, to learn whom the Lord is calling to give, whom the Lord is calling to pour. I said pour already, but pour out. Thank you. Um, revival will hit. I know. It will hit. Historically, it will, it will hit, and we start with the young. You know, we have this wonderful focus on college kids, and I love it, every bit of it. But as I said... There are little ones that are coming before you too. And you need to teach them. You need to teach them too. You need to pour on them. You need to be, you need, you need to lock arms with them and say, let's pursue the Lord. Okay? Um, I don't know if this is, I'm just going to say it. Um, So it was the Welsh Revival, and it was Evan Roberts. He was 26 years old, and he heard the Lord, and he started saying, I keep hearing a voice that tells me to go home and speak to our young people in my home church. The young people. And then he remarks this, The revival seems to be at work, especially among young people. Its form, which is that of prayer, praise, and personal testimony, and its absence of method makes it most methodical, the most methodical expression of emotions of young hearts aflame for the love of God. Guys, it usually starts with little people crying out to the Lord. It really does. Um, and that's what we're trying to do down there. We're trying to teach these kids to cry out to the Lord, to learn to love Him, you know, above all else. So, yeah.
This is it. Thank you.